Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We all have sensitivities, we all have fears, we all have all those base human characteristics. We all do. But in my life, I realized how much when I was younger, I used to impose a kind of protective guard around myself without realizing it. And everyone has them. And there's nothing wrong with having a bit of a jacket to put on when you're feeling a bit sensitive. But just knowing, having an awareness of what life is like without the jacket, which is really just to share our honest truth. Hello and welcome to the Not Perfect Podcast. My name is Poppy Jamie, a recovering perfectionist and the founder of award-winning mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect. Like the app, this show is about hitting pause and taking time to look after our mind and soul. In this series, I explore how we can make life better in 2020. How can we reduce stress, enjoy life, bounce back from setbacks and get in flow? My guests will be sharing their expert advice and I hope you join me on the journey. Our theme music is courtesy of Mindstream. Visit mindstream.com to learn more about how their music and environments help you sleep, relax, focus and move or find their music on any streaming platform. Let's crack on with the show. Today's show was a different one to anything I've experienced before. We battled technology. This interview cut out over six times, but the patience of my guest to dial back in, not hang up, stay cheery, just demonstrated even further what a kind and compassionate person this guest is. I am delighted to welcome Sam Branson, a social entrepreneur, philanthropist, adventurer, filmmaker, writer, author, and speaker. Sam dedicates his time to creating positive change with a focus on mental health and sustainability and our environment. In this episode, he courageously shares his truth with vulnerability, empathy, and inspiration. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And thanks, Sam, for putting up with the technological difficulties. What is your favorite quote at the moment? So there's one that's my most current inspiration, but the one that I'll share first, if you don't mind me sharing two. Uh, one is the, the overarching quote for my, that I sort of adhere to in my life, which is by Einstein. And what I love about Einstein is he has had this just unbelievable balance between spirituality and science. And for me, science and spirituality are the same thing. Um, what what is spirituality is just ad, like science is measurement and spirituality is the belief in the unseen. And so what is um, currently spirituality might be measured in 10 years and then it becomes science. Or 10 years ago, what, what, what these scientists thought might be out there in the world that hadn't yet been measured or proved was a faith and a belief in something that was yet unmeasured. And, and Einstein just crossed that bridge so beautifully. 
And so this quote, I'll do it off the top of my head. Um, so excuse me if it's not perfect, um, but there's no such thing as we know. <laughs> uh, so a human being is part of the whole called by us the universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself and his feelings as something separate from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affections to people closest to us. What we must do is free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. The striving for such an achievement is in itself part of the liberation and foundation for inner security. Wow, liberation for inner security. And why does why does that resonate with you, that particular quote? It, it encompasses my philosophy about the bigger picture of life and our interconnectedness. But really, when I was a young, well, I still am young, but when I was younger and really passionate and all the things I wanted to achieve in my life and in the world and in anything, really, um, part of me was a bit like, I'm just not going to be able to get that done in my lifetime. And... What, at the end of the quote, it's the, the, the striving for the achievement is in itself part of the end goal. So it just liberated me to realize that it doesn't matter about the goal per se. If you're working towards it, you're doing it. And and that is actualizing the thing you're trying to create. And that for me at that time in my life was just so liberating. And it just gave me license to just do and focus on on trying to create the things that I want to create without focusing too much on the end result it reminds me almost of kind of like we're all in a kind of huge human relay race mm. where like you know you're kind of running with the baton to like mm. pass it on to someone else and so mm. maybe we never in our lifetimes reach that goal but we're always passing this baton on yeah for sure and, and i suppose it's about a sense of purpose isn't it it's like having that conviction that purpose in something is the thing that is wonderful to one's life and then the baton keeps getting passed on generations and generations and yeah but also it's 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 achieving one's goals but it's also learning to also accept what is you know and being okay with not having to achieve anything and knowing that you're a value as well yeah big time because i think actually you know from a lot of um conversations we've had with our community 
it's that feeling of like you don't even want to start because you're so the results just seem so enormous that you don't do anything so I feel like this mm. is a really powerful mm. sentiment yeah well it's, it's also that you know that very famous a thousand miles begins with a single step you know you might as well be 10 steps towards where you want to get to instead of one and it's you know it's just it's just a matter of just getting on with it what's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently um or should i share the other quote or should i go into please do into that? please do okay, i'll do that just quote. just because it i my friend said it to me recently and i just thought it's really beautiful um so this is from theodore roosevelt mm-hmm. uh, and he says it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat um oh, God, I isn't love that, that so profound and uh just love his language but it just for me at the moment you know i just think i just you know it's in the state of affairs in the world there's such a a, a horrible culture of negativity and putting people down especially in the media and it's like people like to sit from their safe towers of wherever they are and and criticize others but unless you know Brené Brown does some beautiful things on this um the power of vulnerability and it's you know unless you're in the arena willing to take those risks yourself you don't really have a say and you don't know what it takes um to face one's fears and to stick your neck out for what you believe in and you know it's so easy to criticize um, it's much harder to, to, to actually go and be, you know, like these brave people all over the world sticking their neck out and trying to, to, to create something really special. Um, anyway, he said it to me the other day and I was like, wow, you know, as someone who like, for instance, doing a podcast with you, it's like, you are still keep sticking your neck out a little bit. And it's like, just a reminder that, you know, you're, you're being, like, all of us are being brave when we actually to share our truth and our voice. Yeah, absolutely. I remember reading um, Brené's book and um, and I thought that was an incredibly reassuring kind of, you know, focus that she has. Um, mm. As like, you don't, you know, if you're not in the ring getting kicked, like you mm. can keep your opinions to yourself. And um, mm. yeah, because I think it is, uh, and in whatever level, whether it's just like giving a presentation at work, like mm. I find it so soothing to you know have that reminder of like actually the people that are putting their head above the parapet like you know give them as much goodwill as possible because we there is no such thing as like not being nervous like everybody gets nervous and shy and I think it's only really now that we're being able to express how similar we all are in our fears which you've done so brilliantly we're going to dive into a bit later and how do you define happiness I define happiness, it's hard to say, um, 
but it's it for me it's it's about having a sense of presence and accepting what is going on in that specific moment so you're relaxed and and therefore because of that you have like an appreciation and gratitude that comes from being in the moment um and where time kind of stands still because you're just riding on the wave of what is going on right now uh and therefore you just feel totally in your skin um and joyful has your definition of happiness changed like over the years you just say I, I would say it's deepened i think i think thing is as i've been on my own personal journey i realized that i've come kind of full circle a bit like the alchemist back to where i was when i was a kid you know I, i'm a grown-up i still have my worries <laughs> lots of them we all do but but i i have that awareness of that lightness of touch that children have the just inquisitiveness and the enthusiasm. And so I think a lot of things, maybe I would articulate differently, but the essence of them are the same. Um, but I suppose when you're younger, you're really fully experiencing them. When you're older, you experience them and you analyze them. It's a slightly different thing. Yeah, no, completely. That's so true. Uh, what's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently? I mean, in particularly at this time with what's going on in the world with Corona or COVID-19, I would say it's a reminder to get an awareness of what is within your control and what is not in your control and having the courage to let go of what is not in your control and not worry about it because it's completely pointless and putting all your focus on what you can control, which is how you are responding to the situation. Are you looking after yourself? thinking positively, doing the things that, you know, make you feel good, trying to make sure that what you think, feel, say and do is in alignment so you have a sense of integrity while the winds around you might be blowing. And at the moment in the world, we've had so many of the things that we take for granted taken away, going to visit a friend or going to the shops sometimes. You know, people can go to the shops, but, you know, like just doing anything. Um, there's so many things that have been cut out of our capacity as individuals that make us feel free it's also the fear of am i going to get ill what's going to happen to me what's going to happen to the people i love what does this mean for the world is my business going to survive blah 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 so many different thoughts but really when it comes down to it what will happen there's so much within that that is completely out of our control and spending the little resource of energy any little resource of energy on that is a wasted amount of energy spent on what we can control, which is how we respond to it. I couldn't agree more. And this actually nicely leads us into something that you wrote recently that stopped me in my scrolling tracks. And I sat there and I even read it out to, I think I was with my mom and dad at the time. I was like, you know, this is just so beautiful. My mother being a psychotherapist, she was like, this is exactly what I believe to. And I would really yeah. love to kind of uh, break it down slightly because, um, and I also would love for you to kind of also discuss like, I love calling us species because I really think mm. it kind of like humbles us in, in a mm. way that we need to be humbled. Um, mm. We are fascinating species and our behavior, although at times erratic, is actually pretty simple. Under the guards and layers so many of us impose on ourselves, we are habit-forming creatures that are hardwired for survival. And what we are all really craving underneath the resistance is to be intimately connected to ourselves, our lives, and to have a sense of belonging. Belonging, yeah. I would love for you to talk about that. It's funny, when I write these 
things it's like i get a feeling and i just write and it kind of writes itself um it's hard to kind of analyze but it's like i songwrite and i do other sorts of creative things it's like channeling my sense of individuality and my sense of collective connection and i think partly it's about intimacy i think you know we all have like you say sensitivities we all have fears we all have all those base human characteristics we all do but in my life i realized how much when i was younger i used to impose uh, a, a kind of protective guard around myself without realizing it and everyone has them and there's nothing wrong with having a bit of a jacket to put on when you're feeling a bit sensitive but just knowing having an awareness of what life is like without the jacket which is really just to share our honest truth you know um have you have you been at a dinner party and everyone's chatting and it's all fun and it's and someone's a bit off kilter and they might be behaving a bit you know a bit snappy or whatever and then suddenly they might break down in tears and they're just like Do you know what i've had a really crap week and this happened and i'm feeling really low about it bang suddenly the whole table is in a completely different energy mode it's intimate it's real suddenly everyone feels this deeper sense of connection and i think when i talk about the guards we put upon ourselves it's that protection from our real true vulnerability underneath that we all kind of feel and when we allow ourselves to you know there's also times where you 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 need to protect yourself you don't be vulnerable you know if you're cycling down a massive hill you don't want to you know like whatever <laughs> like we have to be practical about these things but i just think as a species you know in my life where i've been very blessed to be able to travel the entire world you know i've got friend people i know people who are world leaders i know gang members i know people from all different walks of life and really what i've come to the understanding is is that we're all really the same we want the same things in life and underneath it we have the same fears we have the same needs and i can't remember what other specific point you said because i kind of went off on one but um that's kind of what I was no that's exactly really what i kind of wanted to i suppose explore because Again, I don't think there is enough conversation out there just reminding how similar we all are. And I was talking to um, uh, someone I work with and they were saying, you know, I was looking at all the people, for example, hoarding. And I was getting so angry thinking, why is that person hoarding? Why is that person going to the supermarket and being so selfish? And then I realized that, well, it's not like I've never been selfish in my life. All that is is a, an expression of deep fear that they feel like, you know, they, they, something bad is going to happen and they're trying to survive. And I just thought that the way you wrote it evoked so much compassion and reminded mm. me, you know, you're a real um, inspiration in your consistent capacity to be compassionate. Oh, that's really kind of you to say. Well, I mean, I, I am compassionate in my entire outlook because I've been in really tough places in my life and I know what it's like to feel completely you know doubtful of myself and and all those things and really it's just all the kind of insecurities people have that they let out on other people underneath it all we're just trying to do our best everyone's just trying to do their best you know and I always think people only commit the amount of hurt from the amount of harm they felt in their life um and really if you if you understand someone's story there's a there's a reason why their behavior is the way it is i find in my life life is so much more enriching when i 
accept that I don't understand everyone's story, but that that they are, I believe inherently they are trying to do the best they can. And I think that's an important way to be. And I, I also, you know, biologically on a small species level, we are 99.9% the same. It's mad that we seem to focus on the 0.1% difference. And that's basically what everything's about. It's like, hold on a minute. <laughs> no, we are, we are so alike. It's a joke. Um, and especially on an emotional level, you know, all our stories are different or our experiences are different. All our struggles are different. You know, like me, it's like I've been born into a, a loving family and I have wealth and I have security, but by God, have I had my own challenges, you know, someone, I got one of my best friends, the Godfather, my son's ex gang leader from Brixton. And we absolutely chin wag all the time about the similarities between our experiences maybe on the surface they look completely different but underneath it it's the same you know it's all those uh, different aspects that i won't go into now of but but you know needing to feel loved to, to to feel safe and and um and therefore you know when you're young you know we both had our ways of managing our situations um to protect ourselves and 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 our vulnerabilities and when you get older you kind of realize that life is short and all you need to do is just try and make every little decision a good one and and always look for the best in people you wrote there's no such thing as evil just um not good decisions and mm -hmm. again i thought you know to your point if you wouldn't mind sharing because to have that awareness that you're struggling or um, that you're feeling vulnerable is actually, mm. I would say, you're quite far down the process because I think mm. that um, you can, you know, participate in behaviours and not really realising that actually it's, a, it's an act of deeply hurting inside. At what point did you make a shift or understand that actually the struggles that you're experiencing, you could change your perspective on them or you could work through them in a different way? I mean, many, many different things, but one specifically is, and it was very confusing to me because I was living life full steam ahead. I was always positive, optimistic. I was still kind and compassionate, you know, the things that I, I now really value about myself. Um, but, you know, I was set up my production company, I was winning awards, making documentaries. I'd set up Strive, this multidiscipline charity fundraiser, um, co-founded a charity. I was doing speeches and I stood up to do a speech that I had done 30 times before with this friend of mine, Carl Loco, uh, to a bunch of school kids. And like five minutes into my talk, I literally just something shifted and it was like, I have nothing more to say to you. I said internally, and I was like, right, I'm really sorry. I've got touchy tummy. I've got to run off. So, and I went off and I sat down and I was like, what the F was that? That was so weird. And it was literally like the universe had thrown a massive truck at me. And I realized that although on the surface, all these things were great and wonderful, um, it wasn't sustainable. I was being all things to all people. I wasn't being something for myself. I was working my ass off, um, full steam ahead. I wasn't allowing myself to acknowledge and feel the full array of emotions 
that come with being a human being, which are happiness, sadness, fear, anger, joy, love, compassion. I was kind of trying to live in happy land. And emotions are like a beach ball. The more you push them down, they pop up in random directions. And and they're also like a bruise. You know, it's like if you if it's like you're bruising and you're constantly prodding it. If you're trying to push it down, you've got to let these things come up and feel them, so that they can move on. And it could be anything from small experiences that you're not not doing to childhood traumas to anything that has happened to you in life. Um, and so that was like a domino effect and suddenly i lost my sense of confidence you know i had loads of public speaking lined up but oh my god it was like suddenly my biggest fear in the world when i didn't even have a grasp of how i was really feeling inside to then go and stand up in front of people so so i was kind of continuing to manage things and then i was like right now i need to i need to just take a bit of time to myself and really kind of work on on, on what it is that's going on here and 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 where has my perspective been wrong and and how do i create an environment around myself where i can feel secure enough to process this stuff and i did and it was challenging but it was beautiful and deeply rewarding and i think the one thing i would say to anyone in a situation where they you know either you kind of know i mean there's 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 i feel there's an inner child in all of us that little voice in our head that we've had since we were kids that says oh don't go on that that might be dangerous or oh don't say that to that person that's really you know there is an internal voice in all of us that's constantly guiding us of what is the right decision to make and i think if you stop listening for it for too long it gets really quiet and it's about rekindling that relationship with your own sense of intuition your own sense of deep self-love and respect and finding tools and ways for you and your life to cultivate that deep relationship with yourself so you have clarity on what is right and wrong and 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 although that road you know it can be turbulent a you don't have to do it alone you can always ask friends for help or loved ones to support you through whatever it is that you're working through and b life is one big adventure anyway and adventures have they're they're challenging they have highs, the lows, left, rights, ups, downs, thing, curveballs, and moments of elation. And it is just one big adventure. And seeing every challenge as an opportunity to grow and learn and better understand yourself. So that really, when it comes down to it, when life throws us curveballs, we can respond and not react to them. Oh, it's so beautiful and it's uh, and such a great vision to consistently see life as an adventure and you have gone on many adventures mm. um what kind of things have you learned like in actually like on a natural practical adventure that actually has given you an insight on like or helped you in kind of life's adventure I mean, I've done many, but the one that was the biggest growth and journey for me was I spent three months in the Arctic on a 1,400-mile dog sled expedition. And I did that uh, 2008, I think it was when I was 23. So I was at a stage where I was kind of becoming from boy to man anyway. And I kind of, you know, although I, I've been blessed to have opportunity and option in my life, sometimes if the world's your oyster, you can get lost in the ocean and finding a sense of purpose is even harder. Um, so I was kind of soul searching, um, and I remember nearly not doing it, um, and pulling out because, um, and I just like, right, I'm just going to go for it. And 
a couple of things like one is when i got out there we did like a training ride i didn't wear enough clothes it was minus 50 degrees celsius i was so cold i cannot explain how cold i was um to the point that i couldn't even i mean you can't hardly even think might as well try and think positively like all i needed to do was get warm and then that evening we set up the tents and they were ah, so tiny two people in a tent with all our kit and i was like oh my effing god i'm spending three months away from everyone i love in this harsh environment that could easily kill me with all these threats it's so cold what the hell have i let myself in for um and i just remember taking myself to the bathroom and looking in the mirror and going right you have you have to look at every single challenge as an opportunity to learn and grow and embrace the ups and downs because otherwise you're not going to get through this or you might get through it but you're not going to enjoy it and that was one big lesson for me it was like right it was a matter of perspective it was seeing the the downs as as an opportunity to propel myself forwards better um instead of going resisting resisting what is if if one is resisting no matter how on what level when i feel dissatisfied or scared or vulnerable or whatever it is going on i know there is an element of my resist of me resisting something to do with the situation so my job is to accept it as best i can um and i can share in a minute different tools that i i kind of use but and then the other big thing is when you think your tank is completely empty it's still well halfway full the capacity that we have as a species to dig deep and to use our human spirit and our positive mental attitude and uh, and cultivate an ability to push through things that are unbe- that seem you know just unbelievably overwhelming are huge and it's about learning to tap into those reserves it's about and the number one thing is to think positively um, and to find what it is that inspires you and cultivates your sense of optimism because optimism, oh, I've got my kids coming in, uh, optimism <laughs> and passion. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting, darling. Hi, guys. <laughs> well done, guys. Guys, Daddy's actually on a work call. I love you. I've just got to carry. <laughs> that smells like poo. <laughs> I know. It's like we've collected all of Lucky's poo. Um, they're so so adorable. They are sweet. Should I finish what I was saying? Yeah, I'd love. Yeah, I'd love for you to do that. So yeah, it's it's basically learning to tap into the reserves um, that we have inside, and and for me, it's nature, and it's realizing the balance between me being the most important thing in the world to myself and also nothing in the grand scheme of things and finding that invisible line between those two things where I am something, I'm a part of everything in such a huge way and I'm also just me um, and nature and, uh, and and soaking up that for me, it's like, yeah, connection to nature is a big source of inspiration for me. And, and you know, really practically it, on, a, on a physical level, when you are stressed, your body goes into fight or flight. Your blood pumps to your muscles because it thinks you're about to run away from a tiger. It stops being in your organs. You start thinking short term. And when you're thinking positively, your messages you're sending into your body are rest and digest, or your, your, your blood therefore can go to your organs, go to your brain. It can sustain you for a lot longer. 
Um, and therefore, on a physical level, thinking positively and reducing your stress is so fundamentally important in general in life, um, but in particularly when you're faced with a challenge. I couldn't agree more. And even just rem- remembering that we almost kind of have these two modes which we have much more control over than we think we do in the sense that like we don't even realize we are in our fight and flight and nothing's happening in a harmonious way to being in the rest of the digest system. So what has been some of the tools that you have gathered in your toolbox to strengthen your mental health to, you know, when you're in the middle of, of a challenge to remember that the only way is to move through it? Um, because sometimes we can say, yes, I, I agree. I'm going to think positively. And then we're actually in the dilemma and we're like, fuck. And we retreat. Yeah. So I think a couple of things is I, I, I say, and, and I have to remind myself every time because it's easy to have clarity when you're feeling good. And, and when you have moments where something either happens or for whatever reason, you just suddenly, we all have days where we wake up and we're just like, oh God. I just feel totally out of sorts today. I don't know why. When, you know, you're in that state, you're not thinking really clearly because you're feeling slightly disconnected from yourself. And, you know, when I, you know, a few years back going through a rough time, I remember looking at a bottle, you know, a bubble bath bottle in our bathroom and the sun was shining through and it was the most beautiful bottle and it epitomized where, you know, wife and kids and house and just like where I'd got to my life and I was so proud and then a few months later when I was going through a rough time I looked at the bottle and it was ugly and I was like oh my god like I always believe we manifest the narrative we tell ourselves but it was in that moment I was like wow I'm doing it I'm projecting onto my environment what I feel about myself the world around me is reflecting how I feel and that was a real wake up call and inspiration for me to to realize that actually, if I want the world to be beautiful, if I want my experience of life to be beautiful, if I want to make the most of my life situation, I need to put all the focus selfishly because you have to just really focus on yourself first and love yourself fully before you can actually love anyone else fully and and you know, and so when I, when I get into a moment where I'm feeling, you know, overwhelmed or like I'm feeling like I want to react to a situation instead of respond to it, I go, ah, hold on. Okay. This is, you are, firstly, you are where you're meant to be. If this is coming up, it's right because your body feels like you're at a stage where whatever's coming up for you is it trusts you now. You've grown enough to deal with this, whatever it is. And the the saying, I am where I'm meant to be, reminds me to stop resisting. It's like, stop resisting what is going on. Because if I'm resisting, I'm denying the now. And of course, I'm going to be dissatisfied. Um, then you can't receive all the things around you, the people, the, the sights, the whatever it is that you've got around you that as human beings, as species, that we need to feel that connection to sustain us. And then I remind myself to go slow. I take it slow and I'm like, okay, just, you know, just go slow. Don't rush your way through anything. If you've got something that you specifically need to do, ask yourself the question. Do you really need to go to that? You know, can you look after yourself today? Is it, it's like, like, like a, like an egg. It's like, we have a little vulnerable part of ourselves today. It's like, you can't run around and throw that egg around. It's going to break. You've got to kind of just hold it gently. Really. My whole journey has been a journey from my head into my heart. 
And although this thing in between our ears can cause a lot of problems, it's also the most phenomenally beautiful, complex thing in the known universe. And what we put our minds to, we, you know, really, if we think positively, we can achieve so much beauty in our life. But um, when I'm in a vulnerable state, the tendency, which a lot of people have, is to overthink, overanalyze, and it's draining the worry habit that so many people have. So I, I do yoga daily. Yoga is my, it's a really simple yoga practice I can do any time. So that's, that's a really lovely way to just participate in the reality of what's going on now. It's not about improving myself. It's not about growing. It's not about trying to get anywhere. It's just about breathing and being in my body and feeling how I am. But the thing that I do the most that really impacts me is I lie down in a room with my head on a pillow and I put my hands over my heart and I close my eyes and I listen to my breathing and I try and shut my head off completely and I go into my body and I just, if thoughts come up, I let them go. I don't cling on to them and I just feel myself and I take all the labels or try and take all the labels away and I stop judging it as fear or sadness or, or, or resistance and I just feel and I just feel and I feel and I feel and I feel until the feeling goes thank you cheers mate you listened good job and then i'm like oh my god that was not nearly as scary as it needed to be and i get on with my day and then two weeks go by and then i have another one and it's like or, or something big happens and, and and i think in today's modern day and age we are so immediate you know everything is about instant gratification stimulus so people have a tendency to just want the quick fix what's the quick fix how am i going to feel better now how am i going to feel better now and it's like actually no it's it's about accepting that it's okay to feel shit and it's yeah. okay to feel sad and it's okay to feel out of sorts and it's okay to feel all that stuff that's just as beautiful and valid as all the other things as long as you get give a chance to feel it and then it will pass and every time we do that I, it works so, so beautifully said. I couldn't agree more. Who has helped you on this journey? Would you say, are there any particular people you've met who've given you these nuggets that have given you these, an aha moment? Um, I think it's too many people to list. Um, there are amazing people, but I think anyone who's been through a journey themselves, um, there's a very big difference between knowledge and wisdom for me. Knowledge mm -hmm. is just information has potential power but it's not power yet wisdom is experiential you know it's been test cased in the experience of life and, and so anyone who i've sort of spoken to or come across or read in books you know that has been through a journey that, that gives me insights into my human experience um i mean book, books i mean there is pretty much a book on anything you could possibly think about and the person who wrote that book was like missing my message to the world. They spent months and months, if not years, toiling and researching and sharing their heart. And they put it in to a tiny little thing that you can either download on your Kindle or pick up in your hand. And they're, God, it's just, they're just they're a billion gold nuggets out there in, in, in books. Um, I think when people are authentic and you're being real, anyone can be of value to you, you know. We're, we're not a species that is designed to go through things alone. You know, that's like humility. You know, humility for me is the ability to learn from every single person you meet. 
whether that be someone who you put on a pedestal or a waiter in a restaurant or a taxi driver. You know, every time I get in a taxi, I ask the taxi driver questions. I always learn more about life and the world. You know, everyone's got something to say because everyone's got their own story. Yeah, it's it's true. And I think what you touch upon there is the ability to remain curious in every situation mm. like curiosity again is such a great word i think to bring us back into our mm. kind of you know human selves is like how can we mm. be curious about everything and in in anything definitely and i think passion is is when you're passionate about something curiosity is naturally there um and when something's uncomfortable obviously being curious is harder but being curious to your this that's the thing with me is when i sort of hit those moments those years back where things were really turbulent i i i luckily had the adventurous outlook where i was like okay interesting it's something new like something else another challenge you're going to get through this you, you know and it's sort of becoming a detective in your life to go okay if 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 this input happens what happens here what's the outcome if that input happens what happens here and you start building an awareness in your life and you know, my granddad once, uh, when he was when, when he was still alive, but he, he had the doctor come around and untangle a bandage from his leg and, and there was maggots in his leg. And he just cocked his head back and went, laughed and was like, isn't life wonderful? And, you know, there was something in that that's a real philosophy for me. It's like, you know, his A, obviously that's how they clean out maggots in the war, well, wounds in the war, but he was also like, isn't that charming? That's just life doing what life does. Of course, they're creating a home in my leg, but he wasn't like, that's absolutely disgusting, get out of my leg. And there's a real lesson in that for me of, of his perspective, which is life does what life does. It's our job to get out of the way and enjoy it as best as we can and stay as you know appreciative and grateful. It, you know, it might sound strange coming from someone who, who was born into wealth, but I do think there's been an entitlement epidemic uh, in the West. And I think entitlement gives people a sense of dissatisfaction with their lives. And obviously, not all situations are good. People are struggling. There are really difficult things to go on with to survive in the world all over. Um, but there are people in the eastern parts of the world or in Africa who have next to nothing, but they have gratitude. And therefore, I think they live a much better life. And in this time with Corona, it's suddenly some of those things that people took for granted are being taken away from them and i believe something good will come of that because suddenly if they run out of tea bags oh my god they're never going to take a tea cup of tea for granted again some people will be like oh my god i'm never going to take being able to go to work for granted again you know and, and gratitude is another thing that is so unbelievably important in one's life because it is the spice of life if you are not grateful for things everything loses its magic I've never even thought about it like that but you're right that when you know when people talk about magic that really is it, 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 it life becomes so less sparkly when when you take yeah. away gratitude it, you know even like just you know personally corona has actually been a quite an enlighten, enlightening process for this because you forget how many things you enjoy uh, the simplest yeah. things actually you enjoy that have now been kind of taken away from us like temporarily yeah. And also it just doubles down on what really matters. It's like when people have a health scare, you know, although we might not all be unhealthy in this time, we're all, we're all scared of our health, <laughs> you know, and suddenly it puts things in perspective. What really matters, you know, the people you love, having a chance to, you know, 
find out what it is that you want to do. And I think it's, it's throwing up for a lot of people, I presume, what the hell do I want in my life? What do I want to get out of it? A lot of people will not go back to the same jobs. A lot of people will decide, you know what? Actually, when I put the value of what really matters to me in my life, I'm going to go and do something completely different or I'm going to double down on this or I'm going to go and make up with that person that I've been angry with for ages or, you know, and, and, and on a basic level, people who've always wanted to do art might be sitting at home and painting for the first time ever, or someone who used to play an instrument when they were young, who've been wanting to pick it up might just be tinkling on the piano. You know, like people fall into the habit of thinking, I don't have time to nourish myself. It's the biggest mistake anyone will make because I can share from my experience, everything in your life is a byproduct of how you feel about yourself. If there is one thing that you need to make time for, it is you. So putting time and energy into learning about yourself, nourishing yourself, eating healthily, doing all good things for you um, is so fundamentally important because, you know, I really, really have experienced myself that life is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And if you're putting time and energy into nourishing and nurturing yourself and you're feeling positive and good and self-loving, it, it, it has an astronomical impact on every other part of your life. And, you know, it's funny in this day and age, and I, I fell victim to this massively before, you know, part of the reason why I burnt out and had my kind of crisis, which I'm very grateful for now, but at the time it was really, really bloody difficult, um, is, is I was being all things to all people without being something to myself. I felt like I, I had that pressure of I have to do more, I have to be more, I have to achieve more, I have to do more good, I need to do this and that. And and I, I wasn't taking stock and I wasn't taking time to really nourish myself. Um, and it wasn't sustainable. And I think, I think the reason why a lot of people do that is because it comes down to a kind of self-esteem thing. It comes down to self-worth and feeling like you know, because we are habit forming creatures that ha are hardwired for survival and belonging, because to survive, we have to belong because we're not a species that's designed to be by ourselves. We are designed to be in community. And therefore, I think people fall into the trap of thinking subconsciously in our sort of hardwiredness that I have to make sure that I'm loved. I have to make sure that I'm liked. I have to seek validation to feel secure and safe in my life. Um, and therefore people constantly are setting themselves unachievable goals and they're, 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 they're sacrificing their sense of well-being for some alternate way of being that they think is gonna make them feel of more value and, and, and feel the self-worth that, that they, they might be missing in their life. I only know this because I was doing it myself and and I realized a few years back that actually that's just not sustainable and the ironic thing is the more time and energy you put on nourishing yourself respecting yourself learning about yourself the better higher frequency that you have the better self-esteem you have the more clear and coherent you are the the more aligned with your truth you are, your decision-making becomes clear because you're so in tune with yourself. When it comes to decision-making, you don't did the data. You're like, no, I, I'm connected to myself. I know that's the right thing. That's the right choice to make. I'm going to do it, bang. And therefore, you become much more efficient and more productive. 
So we are now going to move into the finish the sentence round. You have just filled us with wisdom and pockets of advice that I'm going to be able to feast on for days. So thank you so much. Um, what is the first thing you do in the morning? I tell myself that it's going to be a great day. Before I go to sleep, I... Listen to myself breathing. The best piece of advice I've been given is... Frustration is a powerful energy. Use it wisely. When I feel insecure, I... Remember to love myself and go slow. When I've gotten older, I've realised... Basing your self-esteem on what other people think of you is a waste of time. All that matters is how you think and feel about yourself. If you really knew me, you would know. Oh, the lens in which I look through life is love. I can't express my gratitude more for spending time with us this morning. Um, where can um, people find you and learn more about what you've said? Is there any, any anywhere we can direct people? My main source of outlet for my thoughts uh, and life and experience is through my Instagram, which is at Branson Sam. I've got a Twitter, which is Sam Branson, also on Facebook. But uh, yeah, I think Instagram's my main source of sharing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And um, I couldn't recommend people um, to follow Sam more because everything he posts has uh, a very insightful caption. So um, yeah, thank you again. And I hope you enjoy the rest of Corona quarantine. <laughs> I will do my best like all of us one day at a time. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Of course, it would be amazing and very appreciated if you wouldn't mind hitting subscribe and sharing this podcast. You can find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram. DM me questions or any guest suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if you have a moment, download Happy Not Perfect. It's my mindfulness app that helps you manage stress, anxiety, sleep, and ultimately makes you feel happier every single day in less than five minutes. See you next time. Sending you lots of love and energy. Till then. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.